0: Entrepreneur on Fire Episode 236. Welcome to
1: EntrepreneurOnfire.com where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John
0: Dumas. Good day, Fire Nation. GoToMeeting with HD faces is the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate with your team online. Try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use a promo code FIRE. Want to create something new? Squarespace is the all-new, all-rockin', all-in-one platform allowing you to use drag-and-drop technology to create a beautifully designed website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code NATION. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Julie Boucher. Julie, are you prepared to ignite
1: John, I am so hot, Al Gore has listed me as reason number five for the cause of global warming.
0: <laughs> you told me you had a zinger in the pre and i you <laughs> definitely hit it on the nail. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. So with a background entirely in sports marketing, Julie helped build the marketing agency for NASCAR champion Bobby Labonte, has been published in Sports Business Journal, and was fortunate to have had General Mills as a client for nearly a decade. Boucher is now responsible for the latest condiment to hit the market, Slossa, which she has successfully placed in over 4,200 retail stores within her first two years. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Julie, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business.
1: No, absolutely, John. Um first of all, I hope you and everyone is having a slosome day uh, <laughs> i'll get I'll get into my brand um, here in a little bit, but um, I'm a young pup i'm thirty four years old um, almost thirty five I'm a, a wife. Um, a mother to two Weimaraners, so I have dogs. Um, they have four legs and a tail, and um, they are my kids right now. <laughs> um, I've been so busy um, helping Bobby build his company and then building my own. Um, you know, being a mother to humans really has been put on the back burner. But you know, I figure it's you know it's okay. I'm I'm still young, and um, maybe I'll just be that grandma dropping off her kids. That you know. Um, at school, you know, amongst the mothers who are half my age. But <laughs> um, but I, I am an avid runner. Um, and I love gourmet cooking kind of in my spare time, if, if I have any to spare. But um, salsa, um, what is my baby right now is really the condiment that will change your life. And I'm going to send you some samples. It is a cross between a slaw. So think cabbage based and a salsa. So think heat, heat undertones. Um, it's fantastic on your grilling fare like your hot dogs, brats, burgers, pulled pork, fish. Um, You can even just use it as a dip for tortilla chips. Um, So it's extremely versatile much more so than anything else in the relish aisle. Um, It's also very healthy too. We're thrilled that um, we've got something that is new and different um, than any of the boring condiments out there and um, you know to think that, you know, a year and a half ago is, you know, when we launched into retail and, you know, 18 months later, we're in 4,200 stores. Um, it's kind of been a whirlwind and, and I'm already starting to explore um, international. So I, I began shipping to Canada. So I go north of the border here in a couple of weeks Um, I just came back from Hong Kong uh, a few weeks or about a week and a half ago for a big show over there. I've been um, talking to the European market, met with many buyers over there. So all of this is just really starting to roll. And I I know that there in general is, um, you know, ideas on whether slow growth or quick growth is is best. And in general, I would agree with most everyone saying you got to grow slow, you got to grow slow. But when you have something that is so different and so unique from what people have seen on the market, you've got to grow fast because the grocery industry is very cutthroat. Um, They're going to want to knock you off. Um, And with all my experience with General Mills, um, you know, I've got friends who run plants um, who have kind of told me about the process and and how new product development happens when they see something that they want to get into. So um, I know I don't have a whole lot of years to make it big, so I've got to make it big quick.
0: Well, Julie, your excitement, motivation, enthusiasm, it leaves me no doubt that that's going to happen. And I am definitely going to be holding you to those samples because being out here in San Diego, I'll tell you, we are always doing salsa. I mean, we're right across the Mexican border. We just have some amazing salsa. We're always outside grilling. I mean, that's just such a natural flow. So I'm looking forward to getting a little salsa out here in San Diego.
1: At, well, it's it's going to be um, we've got a production run happening right now as we All speak right. with, with two new flavors. We've got the garlic and garlic spicy coming out, so I'll send you a mixed pack. Um, and really, this is perfect timing. Even though I know I miss Memorial Day for you, but you know we've got uh, Fourth of July coming up, Father's Day, July is National Hot Dog Month. Um, obviously, Labor Day and all the fall tailgating that's happening—you'll you'll have plenty of time to use um, slawsa and and you may never reach for boring condiments ever.
0: <laughs> Every day is a holiday out here in San Diego, Julie. So we're gonna dive way more into this whole idea about you creating this product and pushing it through and. All the challenges and obstacles that you've gone through with me. Mean, that's just really exciting stuff. And I love to just dissect that part of the business. But before we do, Julie, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: You know, I have two quotes at the bottom of all of my emails. Um, and the quote that I've had sitting there for probably a decade and it gets me fired up more so than anything. It's a quote by Benjamin Franklin who has a million quotes out there. Yes. But the, the number one quote, and again on all of my email signatures is well done is better than well said.
0: Well done is better than well said. So Julie break that down for us. What does that quote actually mean to you and how do you apply that to your mentality?
1: Well, I've always been the kind of person um, who would prefer to let my actions speak um, for themselves um, so much in, I guess, so much in business, uh, especially working in a professional environment, you know, on the agency side. I've come across so many people. And and to be honest, a lot of them are sales guys, you know, they're smooth talking. They talk a good game. They they say they can do this and that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they don't back it up. Um, so i'm I'm more of the person who'd rather get the done get the work done um knowing it's you know my success is going to be on my shoulders or not, and just let the work speak for itself
0: well that's a great philosophy in life for so many reasons and That is something that I definitely have found throughout my journey as well is that you get to a new job and people are talking the big game and then when you kind of really kind of poke through, you see there's a lot of hollowness behind that and it's always been those people that are really just kind of focused, keeping to themselves sometimes, but really keeping that nose to the grindstone that are consistently producing those results and not just being that flash in the pan and Julie, this is just a great segue to the next part. Of our interview here because Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey. It's about your journey as our guest. So, share with us a time in your past when you really have faced failure, when you just came up against an obstacle or challenge that you had to dig deep to overcome. And share with our listeners, how'd you overcome that?
1: I don't think that I've really failed at anything I've set my mind to, but like most entrepreneurs out there, I certainly have had challenges along the way. Um, there's no doubt that we're, we're all faced with obstacles. Um, I think at one time in my life, I was just too trusting of others. And that's just kind of from my natural nature, you know, that's my the goodwill and, and, you know, things that my parents instilled in me. Um, so
0: specifically, I, Julie, share with us that time that you were too trusting and what was the result of that?
1: Yeah, no, um, I, I found out um, that someone I was professionally involved with um, turned out to make decisions that were probably a little bit less ethical than what I was taught, and I stood firm against that. Um, never did I lose a night of sleep, um, and if I was put in the same situation again, I wouldn't do a thing differently. So generally, I th- and I, I can't go into specific specifics, but generally I've always found that things have a way of working themselves out, Um, And it's kind of the results of those kind of experiences that, you know, you'll be better at off having gone through it and learning from it. Um, Overall, I've just become much more guarded as a result. There's going to be people ready and willing to take advantage of you. They'll lie. They'll make promises they won't keep. um, But that's only if you let them. So, um, you know. Always stand up for your ethics, business ethics. Um, I wrote an article in Sports Business Journal, and it was about the RFP process, but it was a very um, ethics-related article. Um, and it was so nice to get emails from emails from people I didn't know, just uh, just people who had read it and just reached out to me and saying, thank you for saying what you said. I've been thinking that the whole time, but no one's ever said it. So um you know, speaking of quotes, you know, I, I shared with you the Ben Franklin quote, the other quote that I have at the bottom of all my emails. Um, and I just kind of use it as a reminder to, you know, keep my guard up, And you know, as much as I want to be open with people as possible. My second quote is a Julie original. And it's never assume that a person with a great reputation always has a great character. Um, and I found that, you know, not always to be the case. So, um, you know, there is my second quote.
0: Well, I love that second quote. And again, this is about your story, Julie. So can you share a situation where that person actually did not live up to their reputation and exactly how that changed your mindset?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I very, um, I go by contracts um, What contracts, say, Um, You know what they mean, uh, especially on the financial side on on what you're supposed to build back and how it's built back. So um, when I see um, someone undermine that um, and, you know, it, it hurts a client that I've worked with for years, that's when I was willing to step in and say this isn't right.
0: It is always great to see, Julie, when somebody has that kind of raw emotion and passion that you have for doing what's right, because nobody knows better than all the listeners here what's been going on this last decade in the United States with the banking crisis and just people in very high positions taking advantage of so many things and so many situations for their sole benefit to the detriment of the rest of us. And it's just really yeah. great to see when someone's willing to step up put their reputation on the line you know maybe step on a few toes of people in some high positions for what's right and you know i wish we had a million of you out there julie that were really you know had this mentality and and were just fearless of the repercussions that so many people remain quiet because of that fear
1: totally agree you know i think that um you know Uh, You know, it's a few bad apples that ruin the bunch. And I think in general, a lot of Americans have um, problems with just business people in general because they think they're they're all like that. Um, You know, thanks a lot to, you know, just a few bad apples in Wall Street. And, you know, it's like there was a quote, um, one of the sharks from Shark Tank, Robert Herjavec. He he said, when did success be such a bad word? Um, So um, it, it is a shame to see. That people have um, disdain for people who who do achieve their own successes in life um, by doing it ethically because they assume that it maybe it wasn 't done ethically so
0: I will agree with that statement, Julie, that sometimes it 's really just a few rotten apples who are really poisoning the core. however, one thing that I really also want to make clear from my viewpoint. Is that it also takes a silent majority of people to be watching it happen around them and not do anything about it that allows this to continue? Because if we had more whistleblowers, and by whistleblowers, I mean people like yourself who are willing to stand up when they're seeing injustices then whatever what happened with the housing crisis, what happened in Wall Street, these things would not have as easily transpired or would not have gotten to the point where all of a sudden it was a house of cars that just collapsed on us. So I absolutely hear you, but I just really want to make my case as well that you know No, listen-
1: I, I agree. Absolutely.
0: It's so important for the listeners out there. When you see something, you need to make a stand because if not you, Who? So, Julie, let's move away from this because it's very powerful and it's very raw and there's emotion here. And it's a great part of the interview and I'm really glad that we dove as deep as we did into it. But now let's come out on the other side. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. And that's the aha moment, the light bulb moment that happens in every entrepreneur's journey. And you've already hit upon a pretty awesome aha moment. Now, I'm not sure if that's the one you're going to share. This is your story, your journey, so you can share what you want. But... Do tell us about an aha moment that you've had and how you turned it into success.
1: My aha moment continues to grow every day. And I think it, it started the day I decided to become an entrepreneur. Take that leap of faith. Um, you know, growing a brand is and maybe growing many brands, hopefully in the future, is something that I just feel like I was meant to do. Um, so you know, um, I can't say I had one specific moment, but it's a feeling that continues to grow, you know, each and every day that I do this.
0: So if you could just pull out just one clear lesson or really monumental story that you pulled out from this growth, this transition that you made out of your old industry into what you're doing now as you're progressing as an entrepreneur throughout life, what would that lesson be?
1: Um, you know, I think paying attention, um, you know, I was very fortunate, um, that a Fortune 500 company was a client of mine for so long. And, you know, I got to work with so many different facets, um, of that organization. I mean, working with sales reps from all over the country, got getting a chance to spend quality time with a lot of their key customers, working with uh, dozens of their brands over the year, you know, directly. Um, working with their food service division. And so, um, you know, I think so much knowledge in what I'm doing now just got absorbed. Um, And I didn't necessarily know, you know, when I left um, the motorsports world that I would be going into the food industry. Um, It was just something that it it kind of landed on my lap. And, um, you know, thank God I had all those experiences in the last, you know, nine and a half years, you know, prior to doing this, that, you know, gave me a leg up on being able to um, ease into it and, and you know, jump out of the gate a lot quicker than a lot of people who just, you know, who are sitting at home and thinking, oh, well, you know, I've got a great spaghetti sauce or barbecue sauce or, you know, whatever, maybe I'll go do this. And then they've, they've got a huge learning curve. Um, I just feel like, you know, I paid attention, I, you know, Um, and, and I think that, that really helped me. Um, I really also, um, keep my expectations extremely high. I'm never one who is satisfied with current success. Um, and I I know people say all the time, oh my gosh, it's amazing. You've gotten slossed into the, you know, relish section over 4,200 stores so quickly. Um, but honestly, I'm disappointed we're not in more. And I know, um, you know, The world doesn't need another barbecue sauce or or, um, cookie or, you know, if if, you know, there's there's a lot of oversaturated categories. Um, But if you've got something different, you need to get out there, establish yourself as a leader in this new category that you've created. And this is regardless of the industry. So, um, you know, outside of the food industry, um, getting on the shelf is the easy part. This is where the work begins. And I've got a long way to go before I can say I've made it because I'm not going to rest until I get salsa into every grocery store, every stadium, heck, every hot dog cart in America.
0: (laughs) All right, Julie. Well, you definitely have some solid work ahead of you. And I uh, think you're really going to be on a great, fun, exciting path. And I could not agree more with that whole thing about finding your niche, but then differentiating yourself within that niche. For Entrepreneur on Fire, it's a great analogy. I mean, I had listened to podcasts for years. I had loved that on-demand content, being able to press play and pause. It was free. It was very targeted. People like Susie Orman, Jim Cramer were in the industry. But then you also had just regular people who just wanted to find their niche, and talk about their passions. And for me, I was like, you know what? I want to create a podcast, but I don't want to be just another barbecue sauce. I want to really differentiate myself. So I came out with the first and still only seven-day-a-week podcast that's out there. And that really set me apart. And there's been a lot of reasons for my success going into that area. So just great for the listeners to hear in completely different industries, yourself, And what you've done to differentiate yourself, what I've been able to do, and many of my other guests, they've all found their little niche and how they've been able to have that unique selling proposition, differentiate themselves and move forward into that. So congratulations, Julie. Well, thanks. And now let's talk about your current business. Let's talk about Slossa. Let's talk about how the idea was formed and then take it from there.
1: Well, um, salsa actually comes from a very old family recipe. Um, one of, of another family actually. Um, and it it is, um, you know, sad and happy at the same time because for the 13 years before I became involved, not one jar was sold to one grocery store. Um, and when I became involved, I, you know, I had to rebrand the label. I had, I mean, I had a, take over and and do all the work. I had to um, reduce costs by 50% or more than 50%. I had to, you know, take on the burden of, you know, coming out of my pocket for the travel and coming up with a marketing program and, um, you know, even put all the upfront, 100% of the upfront costs to running our first production run when we, you know, we did get into stores. So um, the growth of the company, um, I don't think is is not that... It's extremely factual to say, you know, it happened on the sweat of my brow. Um, I, you know, this is my full time job. And the importance of investing right back into the company means that, you know, I may not make a dime for a few years, but it's okay. Um, My uh, my former partner, he um, decided to, um, you know, to maintain his full time job. And and so all of the burden of the work fell on me. So, you know. Earlier this year, he asked that I buy him out, and um, you know he, he never would have been in a position to to you know be able to do that had I not come along and assumed all of the risk that I did. Um, and likewise, I wouldn't have been you know in the same position on the other end, um, still assuming risk, even greater risk now because now um, I have a contract to f- fulfill, and that's one hundred percent my responsibility um, to to grow this brand into the future. So.
0: So was that a frustrating break between you and your partner or was it the right thing to do for both of you?
1: It, it, it was the right thing to do because I think we have a difference of opinions on how, um, how work should be done in terms of um, running a business. Um, and uh, and it, I, I think my efforts speak for itself.
0: Wonderful stuff, Julie. So let's talk about SLASO right now, where you're at, and then take us into your vision for the future.
1: Yeah. So um, so we're in 4200 source. Um, this is 2013 is going to be a big year for us. Um, you know, I've invested in some in some strong marketing programs, that's going to be getting out the awareness. Certainly, I appreciate any of the listeners here, you know, checking us out and trying us out because one of the biggest things um, that we have going for us is our fans. When people try it, they're like, "Wow, oh my gosh, how did this not exist before?" Um, and so we have people, you know, on, on social media, you know, telling other people about it, um, and, and they want to be supportive of small business. Um, and you know, that's exactly what I am. I think every day that goes by gets more exciting than the day before. I had no clue I'd be exporting this soon, you know, going to Canada soon. Um, you know, on, on Memorial day, I spent, meeting with someone from Europe about some future partnering opportunities. This is how I spend my Memorial Day. Um, So, um, you know, I think um, that and then later today. So we transitioned our recipes into um, all natural versions. So not only is it fat free, cholesterol free, gluten free, really low in sodium, but it's all natural. And we've got it kosher certified. So I think that will open a lot of doors with the all natural channels, um, you know, like the whole foods and places like that, that have already expressed interest in the brand. So now those can come to fruition. Um, you know, the food service side of the business is something that, um, will naturally grow when there's more awareness on the retail side. First, um, we are in some stadiums, but you know, there's an opportunity to be in a lot more. So, Um, You know, I I know that the food service distributors, the sales guys there, they don't generally have time to introduce new items. So it has the demand has to come from the customer. Um, And so as we grow that awareness and we've got some big media hits this summer um, up in New York City. So, you know, when those things start coming to fruition and we get a few few big hits. Um, then I think it's going to really just start helping out. Um, I'm also going to be participating for the first time in the Summer Fancy Food Show, so that's very exciting um, for us to be making our debut up there. Um, that's uh, June 30th through July the 2nd, so um, we're getting prepared to go there. And um, you know, I you know, I just think all of these um, all of these international buyers are i mean they've expressed interest so i, I mean i just continually to follow up with each and every one of them and and the opportunities are endless so i'm excited
0: well i can sense your excitement julie your passion is so obvious i mean you are willing to put in the time the effort the money that is necessary to get this venture to go. You're willing to invest back into yourself, back into your company. It's so entrepreneurial. I mean, that is what it's all about. That's what Entrepreneur on Fire is, is just having this fire burning within you and willing to just let it consume you and move you forward and not ever taking no for an answer. So I commend you on your journey thus far. I look forward to tracking that as the future goes through social media. I look forward to tasting some slossa. I mean, this is all very exciting stuff. Great. Five, four, three, two, one, launch time. There's no more waiting for the perfect time because that time is now. Let Squarespace help you launch your website already. Squarespace offers an all-in-one platform that allows you to use drag-and-drop technology to create a beautifully designed website in no time, add content to your site straight from your desktop, or easily rearrange content within the page. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to create your own site just the way you want it. And with a responsive design, you don't have to worry about people not being able to view your site on a mobile device. It's automatic. Squarespace has 24-7 support, live chat during the week, and fast email responses throughout the day and night. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com, use the offer code NATION. So Fire Nation, summer is almost here and let's face it, we're all sick of being stuck in the office all day. Well, I have an idea to help get you out of the office, but still stay connected to your team. Go to meeting with HD faces. Go to meeting with HD faces allows you to share ideas, problem solve, and get projects done from anywhere. It's the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate online. All you have to do is turn on your webcam to make an online meeting HD video conference. It's just like meeting in person. I'd love GoToMeeting because it allows me to travel and be away from the office and still collaborate with my team. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GOTOMeeting.com, click the try a free button, and use a promo code FIRE. Remember, use a promo code FIRE. GoToMeeting. Meeting is believing. So, Julie, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Absolutely. I am ready. (laughs) All right. Strike away.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: You know, I think I was very fortunate. I was in such a good position in my previous career, um, you know, more on the executive level um, in an industry, sports marketing, that was dominated uh, particularly by males. Um, And so, you know, at the time, it was a huge challenge um, and a big opportunity to grow professionally um, and, and rarely do Fortune 500 companies make an agency change with only one person, in, you know, who knew their business in place. So I was definitely tested to make sure I put a team in place to very quickly learn the business that I had acquired over the previous, you know, I guess, six and a half or seven years by that time at right. that point. Um, so, you know, I, I committed myself fully to my last position of working for someone else. Um, and, you know, I, I honestly felt you know, relatively comfortable in that position because, you know, it was good money, good benefits. You know, you know, I felt like I was above where other people, men or women were at my same age. Um, You know, I think what nudged me to take the leap of faith was my husband. You know, he's my biggest supporter. Um, The fact that we were financially prepared, and I know you had mentioned the housing crisis um, before, and I'd like to kind of tap into that, Um, you know, had We not been smart. um, And we've been married over 10 years now. Um, Had we not been fiscally responsible, you know, we never there's a lot of people who who can't take the leap of faith because they don't make the decisions early in their life that they should be making. Right. My husband and I graduated from college debt free, thanks in huge part to athletic and academic scholarships that we earned. And we were both college athletes. Um, I've never paid a penny in credit card interest in my life because we're the type of people that don't live beyond our means. Um, we're the type of people that from day one, you know, when we got into the the workforce, you know, we, we max out our retirement. We pay ahead on our mortgage. You know, a lot of people don't understand that you could take a 30 year mortgage and reduce it down to 22 years just by doing one extra mortgage payment a year. Um, uh, you know, when it came time that we bought our first house in 2007, um i think no 2002 um you know 2 years after we graduated um you know and and this was the time when the housing um you know before obviously 5 years before the housing fell apart but people were being um approved for loans like i remember when we sat down to get um you know our our value that we were allowed to buy it was seriously like twice as much as what I would have ever felt comfortable paying. And why Why would I buy a house that would make me eat ramen noodles and not put money toward my retirement or not build up a savings? Um, so, I mean, we bought a very modest house. Um, it's, it's kind of like in an up and coming neighborhood. So we knew, you know, it would, it would appreciate um, and, and it did appreciate a great deal the years that we had it. Um, And I did a for sale by owner. So um, I was really tough on the negotiation there and I didn't cave in. Um, We got out of it, um, you know, way more than what we wanted to or that we needed to or, you know, that was required. But I think if if I can preach anything to young people just now getting out of college, you know, you have got to take responsibility, fiscal responsibility for your own life. Don't expect the government to be there. Um, and, and I hope to God that new parents are teaching their kids how to be fiscally responsible and, and teaching that, you know, based off of their actions, um, because, you know, getting yourself in a hole is not where you want to be. And it's not going to allow you to be able to take that leap of faith, you know, in the future. So, you know, had my husband and I not worked our tails off for 10 years and saved and saved and saved, would I have been able to become an entrepreneur? Maybe, but maybe not. Um so I think it, I think people need to to be more fiscally responsible
0: and set yourself up for success. Could not agree more. So Julie, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: You know, and I um my best business advice I've received and I think anyone who has worked in professional environments, working in an office or working for someone else um you see other employees that are you know complainers they don't take responsibility for their actions or in most cases they're inaction um and i've firsthand seen companies struggle because they're not upgrading their staff um when they and they keep those people those toxic people around for whatever reason, and they're bringing other people down there, they're bad influences on the younger people that are hired within a company. So my best business advice I've ever received is get rid of the dead weight. Um, you know, I have very little tolerance for anyone who gives excuses. Um, and there, the, the dead weight, those are the people that can only achieve success on the backs of others. So why on earth would anyone want to carry that extra weight when they're trying to build something great?
0: Agreed. And Dan and Ian from Tropical MBA have a great descriptive word for these people. Vampires. (laughs) They just suck your blood. So, Julie, what's something that's working for you right now?
1: Well, um, right now, I am a person who has an insane amount of energy, despite the fact that I am not a coffee drinker. Um, My husband can't understand, as I mentioned to you before we started the interview. Um, I was up uh, probably between two thirty and four o'clock this morning working, you know, on my computer. Um, I, I don't know if it's the distance runner in me or the type A personality in me, but I, I just don't stop. I mean, I just keep going and going and going. And um, you know, my husband may think I'm weird from time to time. And, um, but that's just who I am. And I view it as a positive, positive. Um, I just have this enormous amount of energy and, and I keep myself in good shape. So, you know, I'm not lethargic or anything. So,
0: (laughs) splendid. Do you have an internet resource, Julie, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: Well, and this is where it gets very boring and very simple. But um, I think MailChimp is great. Um, Yeah. It's very turnkey. I, I don't have time to, you know, set up, you know, outgoing mail messages. First of all, it's free. I think up until you get you know, one or 2,000 people on your list. Um, if you have people, you know, you can set up the link on your Facebook page or, you know, through when they make a purchase on your website and the list automatically gets updated. So if someone comes and buys salsa at salsa.com and um, they'll automatically be added to our list. And I don't have to do anything. To, I, I just don't have time to, you know, keep up with that. So it's nice that it is just kind of very turnkey in there. Um, and it, it's very easy to, you know, create a, a campaign. So
0: absolutely. And Fire Nation, you know, you can get the links to this resource and everything that we've talked about today at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Julie Boucher. And that's B U S H. A. So, Julie, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Well, um, I've been a big fan of Larry Wingate's books. Um, he's got a few books. Uh, your Success is Your Own Damn Fault, uh, You're Broke Because You Want to Be, First of all, they're quick reads, which is great because, again, I don't have a lot of time. Um, secondly, I love to write humor, so I really appreciate his insight and his blunt honesty <laughs> with um, having a humorous approach to his books. Um, if you ask my family or friends, our um, annual Christmas letter, which is as self-deprecating as it gets, um, I think I send out like three or 400 letters a year, and people are – I mean, they're literally beating on my door saying, I haven't gotten the letter yet um, because – you know, unlike most holiday cards, it is self-deprecating. But, you know, going back to Larry's books, um, if you're doing the right things, you're going to find them hilarious. If you take what he says personally, and you may take offense to something that he says in the book, then maybe you need to read it again and fix your issues. Um, So I I really appreciate, you know, the humor um, aspect of his books.
0: Great stuff, Julie. So, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky, so take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Well, considering that my food and shelter is taken care of, um, and this is going to sound very anti-Julie, but I'm going to take a few days off. I haven't had a patient since April of 2006, (laughs) and that was only a five-day weekend with my husband to New York City. So um, I think I'd relish in the bliss of not knowing, um, but not having to worry about just the basics that were going to be covered. Um, After that point, um, which I think would only be a few days because I just can't stop, um I think I'd be on the lookout for a brand. Um I mean, I love brands. Um the unknown, the one with potential, the one that needs to just, you know, it just needs that effort to get off the brown and ground. And whether it's in the food industry or it doesn't doesn't matter because I I can adapt. Um and I'd just immerse myself in whatever industry that, you know, potential brand would be in and I'd work on growing it from there. Um so um you know, there's absolutely nothing more fulfilling then growing something from just a thought, a recipe, an idea, and knowing that, you know, it was a sweat of your brow that made it grow. So, um, you know, it's such a great feeling. And, and, you know, I know that every entrepreneur um, has that same feeling in them. And, you know, it's something that most Americans or most people in this world would never experience because they just don't have that within them that, you know, they just, Oh, I don't know what to say. (laughs) You know, they just they just don't have a concept of of how fulfilling that is or they don't want to put the work in or, you know, I think there's so many people that just want things to happen quick and easy. And, And if it was quick and easy, everyone would do it. It's not quick and easy. And, you know, not everyone wants to make that sacrifice. But for those of us who do, again, there's no more fulfilling feeling in the world.
0: Thank you for sharing your journey with SLASA. It's a very inspiring one. I love hearing about your attitude and mentality about fiscal responsibility and how it can really set you up for success. So in one sentence, give Fire Nation a parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: If you want something, you can do it. It's just going to take that effort. So, you know, get off your ass and get it done. Um, there's no one to blame but yourself. If it doesn't happen, um, it's it's all on your shoulders, and, and don't expect other people to do stuff for you. I mean, you, you just get out and do it yourself. Um, so my business request is that I am begging people, do not be one of those people who serve boring condiments. They don't get noticed. <laughs> Give your guests something to talk about. And um, Swalsa, um, I mean... We're sold from about Boston to Florida, North Dakota, down to Texas. So if you're on the eastern half of the country, um, you know, we're readily available in like Kroger's, Publix, most food lines, Piggly Wiggly's, Myers, Ingalls, Dillon's, Food City. I mean, we're, we're in some mass retailers. We're even in some Walmarts, but we're also in the um, gourmet shops and smaller chains. So um, and and if you love Slossa, spread the word. You know, help a girl out. Tell a few other people. But um, we also sell online. But um, you know, seek out the unique um, because we are out there and we are we are changing um, we are changing lives.
0: Powerful stuff, Julie. I'm going to help bring Slossa to the West Coast, to San Diego and beyond. Thank you so much for being generous with your time, your expertise your experience, Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation. You may have been hearing the buzz about Fire Nation Elite, and rightfully so. The path of an entrepreneur is lonely and scary, and Fire Nation Elite changes all that. I've created a two-minute video just for you at FireNationElite.com so you can find out exactly what our 100% support policy means. FireNationElite.com Thank you for joining
1: us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com Your daily dose of inspiration Prepare to Ignite